Hey, welcome to the podcast. My name is Aaron, and you're listening to episode number two. Uh, I had the privilege to sit down with Adam. He's an awesome and talented dude here in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, they're doing, well, they're creating some amazing films, and I wanted to just ask him how did he get there creatively, uh, shooting on a wedding day and after wedding day. So it gave us a lot of tips, and it was really inspiring. So I hope that you get inspired through this. So let's dive right in. The last time I saw you, we were just talking about this, was about a year and a half, two years ago at a vendor meeting. But needless to say, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm super excited to just kind of get to talk through some of the things that you guys are doing. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's good to be here, dude. It's good to see your face. It's been too long, but this is awesome, man. Thanks for the invite. Like, I'm just, I feel really honored that you asked me, and yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. No, absolutely. And, um, Adam, you've done some, like, I, I look at your films now, mm-hmm. um, and they're incredible. Like, I just, Thank like, you I so sit much. there and I'm just like, how did he do that? Like, how, what was the mind process? Like, what was, the thought process of that shot or like all of that. And I think and that's what we're going to get into just a topic of like what the mindset of your shooting style looks like. Right. And how did you arrive to that? Cause you look at people like, and honestly I can really compare you to uh, Henry Martins. I don't know if you know mm. who he is, but he like the style that, that, that he's shooting in, like I think it's very similar to what you're doing mm-hmm. and I appreciate that a lot. So Talk about like, what does that look like? How did you guys arrive to your own uh, shooting style and creative like process and all of that? Yeah. Oh man. So I'll try to keep that. I mean, that's obviously like a long journey for anybody and you, you kind of can like recap and try to figure out how you arrived to a certain style. And I, I think that's actually, it's probably lots of ways to answer that question, but um, I think what we would say our style is now from a wedding film perspective is I just always say in our couples kind of communicate this language as well as just we're like a up-tempo editing style and, and shooting style really. And a lot of our couples now come to us um, and they inquire with us with that kind of um, that kind of inquiry. Like we want this energy, we want this up-tempo feeling and, um, and kind of, I guess they say like, yeah, and maybe, maybe they're like, we just don't want it slow. We don't want it, um, to feel this like sadness to it. And that's just what like maybe couples think it is whenever the like right. sentimental stuff comes out. I don't, that's the only way they know how to say it, I guess. But, um, yeah, so they approach us from the inquiry that way. And so I guess to, how we reached really that, that up-tempo vibe is honestly being inspired by people like Henry Martin, who's just that kind of edgy, hard-hitting, uh, editing, fast-paced. Um, that dude inspires me all the time. I love looking at his work. Um, there's a, 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 some filmmakers called uh, The Quell and the Dove. If you look them up, they have this it's similar fast pace, but it's more like happy feeling and it feels very fun and bright and airy uh, not from a look standpoint, it just makes me feel that way, right? Um, 
And right. so I love looking at their work. And a lot of those type filmmakers in the wedding industry really just inspire you to try something new and they give you permission to try something new. Um, and so I'm just really thankful for all of those really awesome filmmakers who do that. And so, but really long story short, uh, um, 2017 ish, 18, um, a bride contacted us and she had a really, um, strong vision for what she wanted. And so the opportunity just fell in our lap. We had never shot or edited anything that was like up tempo like that. And she knew what she wanted. She knew the way she wanted it to look, the way she wanted it to feel. And she just, she even said, I, I don't know if y'all can do this, but can you try? And we were like, let's nice. do it. So it literally fell in our laps. We created that film. And um, ever since that film, every single couple, I feel like they watched that film. Um, and then there's numerous ones after that now, but it, it was almost like identity crisis to an extent. Like they're like, I like watched your videos and then I love this and this. And then I watched this one. And now I'm like, I think wow. I want that. And yeah. then we had, we started to learn like, okay, you want that? Awesome. And we would do it. But then we realized, well, the day wasn't really that way. So now how do we create something that they want, thought they wanted, but their day didn't really represent that. So, uh, yeah. so honestly, I guess to answer your question, cause now I'm on a rabbit trail, but to answer your question, <laughs> it really just fell in our lap and we developed a style because that's what a couple wanted. And we realized, wow, we loved doing that. And then we just started home honing in on that style and how do we shoot to create this energy? How do we edit to create this energy? And then you just start building and building. And now like three or four years later from that first up-tempo edit, it's kind of like we've coined ourselves as that's just kind of what we do. And that's what couples mm -hmm. really approach us asking for most of the time. Yeah. Wow. I love that. That's really good. And yeah. it's, I think you hit on a point there where it's like, well, uh, and we'll, we'll transition into the next question, which would be, what do you do with a couple that wants that, but their whole day didn't look like that? Like, how do you approach right. that? What's the, like, what, what's the communication that you have with your couples when something like this happens? So we try to, um, I can't remember back, like, what did we do when, cause we had to learn, okay, we have to have conversations ahead of time because now couples are seeing this vibe, this up fast paced editing vibe. Um, and they want that. And then we go film and we realize, okay, this is kind of hard to do when the energy's not there. How do we, how do we, uh, talk about that ahead of time. And that's what we really started to do as quickly as we could learn that. Um, we, we have, it really starts with the initial inquiry because when someone inquires with us, they're mentioning that in their inquiry most of the time, because they've looked at your films, you know? And so they'll mention something like that, which then in turn, we have a phone call before we ever book. And then we, um, we talk about, you know, the vibe of the video. Like, what did you see on our portfolio that you really were, um, you connected with and you were attracted to like what felt like it's going to be your day uh, or it felt like mostly like your personalities as a couple and they'll start pointing out things. And then we, from just that one question, you know, what, what did you connect with? What fits your personalities? We can kind of start to gather what they want. 
Um, and if they're leaning, to, if they point out films that are all up tempo, um, then we will, you know, start to dig into their story a little and all of that stuff on the on the phone call. And if it sounds like the energy's already there, then we just go with it, right? But then we start to coach them right. through, like, okay, so we want this vibe, and we we let them know ahead of time the amount of content we have to capture to create this vibe is a lot. Um, so we prepare them for that. Like the camera is going to be right there with you all the time that day. Um, cause we focus super heavy on the couple and super heavy on people the day of the wedding. Um, right. obviously we get details and we get tons of content, but we try to get a ton of that before our time starts with them or even the next day or the day before. Like if we need extra content, we go get it. Um, but I let them know that camera is not going to be rolling on you the whole day, but we're going to be right there beside you. And and so we just right. kind of mentally prepare them. Um, and then we prepare them with like, we have a list of like up-tempo fun things that we can do, um, not to manufacture anything that's not authentic. If we just mention things and if they say, oh, that would be fun. And if they're like connecting with the the thoughts that we have, then um, then we know that, okay, they'll they'll be willing to do this, whether it's popping champagne right. or, you know, there's a moment where you're, the whole bridal party is going to pop confetti cannons, you know, and, or, or just whatever it might be, we'll create some of those moments, but then we let them know, we just want to capture the energy that you'll have together, that you'll have with your guests. And then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of stir some of that up throughout the day, but we don't want to try to make something that it's not. Does that make sense? Yeah. So absolutely. it really starts with the initial inquiry. It really does. I love that. No, and these are such, so like the questions that you guys are asking are so intentional. Um, and then mm -hmm. on top of that, like the shooting that you guys do, like I look, again, I look at your films and I see like little things that you would never really see on other people's films. For example, like just a quick shot of, hey, here's a corner of this building or like a transition over to like the right or down, like, mm-hmm guide me through that because like right uh, my st uh, like our style is so different and yeah. I, I but I appreciate all of that that you guys do but I lo I would love to hear like the mentality what is the like what is going through your mind right when when you're shooting these like it's like you're walking down and you just said it like you take a day before or a few hours before or whatever or the day after like a when do you know that you need to do that and B, what's the shooting process like, like creatively for you guys on the day of? Right. Um, so I think that ahead of time we will realize, but based off a timeline, we're just not going to have enough time logistically to shoot enough B-roll for an up-tempo edit if that's what they're after. Um, and so we will just go into it thinking, okay, we have to, like we possibly can a little before our time starts. But you know, when you arrive at a, venue or you arrive where the if the bride or groom are anywhere nearby you just feel like you need, you'll hear laughter you'll hear something you're like gosh i need to right. go over there so that happens every time i just i'm so like i'm pulled towards the people because the people are only there for one day at that time gathered right so i'm like this only happens once all the b-roll can happen any other time and i know that's like extra time allotted for that but um details that I focus on, we focus on on the day of is things that we can't ever get again. Like, mm. you know, obviously there's like florals and there's a, a venue decorated. So like those establishing shots and all those things, obviously we get, we don't focus a ton of attention towards it, but we do get it. Um, 
And, and because those details are not, we can't go back and get, right? We could mm-hmm. get the venue later, but it wouldn't be decorated the same or what have you, or designed the same. So I think we know ahead of time, based off the logistics of the timeline, what, you know, whether we're going to have to go ahead or after. And if it's in like the city that we live in, then we just pick a day where we know the weather was very similar. And we mm-hmm. just go out and start shooting some B-roll launch a drone and just have a fun evening or a morning doing that. Um, and, and so that make, you know, when it's in our city, we get very heavily focused on, okay, it's all the people and it's the couple. And we're going to just focus all our energy towards that today and not worry about, I got to get a drone in the air. I got to get all of this B roll. Um, and, and, and so that makes it a little bit easier, but when we go out of town, um, we definitely al- arrive way early, and if we're staying overnight, then we just know the next day it, we'll look at the weather ahead of time and make sure it's going to be similar, um, either the day before or after, and we just go and we just spend the evening um, just getting the B-roll that we need. Um, day of, like, and and before when we're shooting this B-roll for specifically up tempo, because we don't do every wedding film up tempo, but when we when mm-hmm. we know we're going into it that way. Um, like you were saying, you know, there's some whip pans and there's different camera transitions. And a lot of that is just in camera. We just create those with the camera. So we'll, we'll, we'll go shoot B-roll specifically for a wedding that's up tempo, say here in Savannah. And we'll go look for fun looking things, colorful things, um, movement that we can capture, you know, um, all of those those things that are, that feel like they have energy and then just random stuff. Like there's a newspaper stand, like just do like a quick zoom in, zoom out and hold it. And then we know we'll just do something cool with that. Um, and Andrea, she's, she's really, she'll use a 70 to 200 for like tons of B roll pretty much all the time she shoots on that rig. And it really, we've learned that it creates these really cool, because a Sony can zoom in like so smooth and zoom out so smooth. She'll just do like a quick zoom in, hold, zoom out, hold, whip pan up. And then it's just like, okay, we'll create something cool so we can reverse something and come back down to it. But what I've learned is I'll frame up something and then I'll just whip up and then I'll frame it up again. I'll whip right, frame it up again, whip left, frame it up again, whip down. And I just know I can transition into that nice building or, or whatever random thing I'm filming and I can reverse something if I want. But what, what I've learned is frame it up and whip. And when I reverse it, the original steady frame up is your ending shot or starting shot. It doesn't matter. Cause there's no, su- if there's no subject moving, you can't tell it's reversed. Right. Does that make sense? So that's just like a little editing trick. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, it's, if you try to come down and get into it, it'll create that little shake. If you want it steady, like steady your shot and that's your end frame and then whip out and just reverse it in post. So that's kind of just a little trick. Um, wow. So anyways, yeah, yeah we think up tempo, we're going to capture B-roll that way. So most every single time I capture something, even if it's a perfectly steady shot, I'm going to whip away from it before I turn the camera off. And sometimes it's a slow, just like a slow down, slow up or whatever. And I can just speed ramp that little. So you just kind of cut, cut and, where it's the camera starts to move, cut, cut, speed ramp it, and it creates a quick out of it. So you don't have to technically go that fast. It just post edit little tricks and stuff. Wow. I love that. Yeah. And like these little like details that you guys do, like this is honestly like you'll catch me at a wedding 
moving from left to right. And that's about it, right? Yeah. Because again, like, but just getting to like hear what you guys are doing, like, is awesome. The focal lengths that you guys are using, like 70 to 200 for B-roll, like who uses that, right? Right. You guys. It's, it's super, uh, but again, it's, it's so just, beautiful. Yeah. And like you said, it creates like these awesome, like different images and stuff like that. So yeah. And then with the, with the editing that you guys are doing, man, like these little, I notice, I notice these things like, and they're incredible. Cause like you'll cut and then like zoom in and then zoom out on the next beat and then whip to the right or something like, yeah, these are insane and I love it. But I, I think the biggest thing is just how you guys are bringing something fresh mm. and new to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it becomes one of these things where like people can grab inspirations from. Um, again, just like you're saying, you get inspired by people. And I think you've, you guys are starting to create and mold something that people can become inspired by uh, creatively awesome. and with a bunch of these little attention to details, right? What happens uh, with you guys? say you're in backlog or something because let's be honest we all get into backlog Mm -hmm. what does that look like as far as like the film um with how much do you get creatively like uh pressured how does what 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 happens with you guys on that like if you do have some kind of backlog yeah and how do you handle that it's i mean that's happening today because we're coming out of a, a wedding weekend where we filmed and now it's uh, back to some editing and it's starting fresh on an edit. A lot of it's already been cold and and favorited and there's been a ton of work done to this project already that normally we have like a two-step. Andrea's doing a ton to it, multi-camming, tons of stuff, going through narrative, really gathering the footage into like, this is the best content we have from this. And so we can just kind of view that only. And so now today starts where we're kind of just going through. And so now I'm kind of getting my eyes on it and deciding what, where's the starting point. So, and, and it feels, uh, that always feels like a battle. So, Mm. and it's never not been that way. I think when you come out of editing something, especially, and you're just really proud of it, you're like, man, that was so, this like the, um, the energy you get from releasing something and, knowing that the couple loved it, but you're proud of it too, you know? Um, And then as soon as you get done with that, with a backlog, it's like, all right, shift my brain into the next Hmm. one, you know? And I think that that's just really, I think it does something emotionally to us. It does, it just does, it's like a little bit of a roller coaster emotionally. It's a little bit of a, (laughs) uh, a roller coaster of like, how do I focus now? You know, because I'm actually still thinking about what what we just created and what we just captured. For and sure. Today's been that grind. And we have to push each other, um, you know, because Andrea, the project I'm currently opening, she's already done a ton of work to. And uh, so it's like mentally we have to, I don't know, I, I, like I have to get into it. And then she's like, well, right. the story's there. The content's there. Like, look, I love this. We love this. We love this. So it's kind of that like pushing each other back and forth just to really like, okay, let's go after it and let's make something great. So uh, yeah, I think I think we're just, we're in that right now. And so what I try to do is just go, no, I'm not going to just do something to be doing it. I really want to um, make this great. Yeah. So I don't force through anything. 
what we'll do is um, just start. I think creativity comes out as you start um, and be, I'm just willing to like make something and then just botch it and just say, no, we're just going to start from scratch <laughs> again. Um, but most of the time that doesn't happen. Like even if I just start throwing things together, like, um, and it's most of the time narrative, I'll just start throwing narrative on the timeline and just like, what, what goes together? If it's up tempo, like what's an energetic thing to start narrative of this film and most of the time, if I will get away from listening to music tracks, I'll get away from looking at clips and I'll just listen to what everyone said the day of hmm. um, or the weekend for that wedding, then the narrative will actually give me the energy to be like, oh, well, that's the perfect thing to start. You know, once it's like, once you have yeah. the first thing on the timeline, and especially for me, once someone says something that's like meaningful or says something that has some energy to it that fits the vibe of the entire wedding film that's normally like, okay, I have somewhere to begin. Um, and then I pick music. We may have already picked the music, but then I really focus on music. Like now what fits this? Cause mm -hmm. this narrative is kind of going to like propel this edit. Um, and that could, I mean, it can even, I mean, there's a film that one of the favorite starting points of any film that we've done. Well, there's two, one's a really old one, but the, uh, as far as uptempo, cause that's what we're kind of talking about is um, the, I was riding in the car with a couple and I just spun around and luckily I had a 24 to 70 on the, the camera. I was just handheld jumping in with this because I was like this so close to them. And um, they had literally, the ceremony had just happened. They hopped in and luckily I was able to go in the car with them. And I was like, um, how, 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 long, uh, how long have you been married? And I don't even know why I asked that. And they were like, it was only like an hour or something. And he was, but it was a little less than an hour. It was something like, but he, he did it down. He was like one hour, 30 minutes and 29 seconds or something. And she was like, we're setting records here. And it, that just oh naturally gosh. came out. Yeah. And in the edit, literally in that moment, I was like, that's starting the edit. So then oh, the rest right. of the film day filming, I was like, I got to make this like super hype, which they, they really wanted that anyways. But, yeah. um, that's one of my favorite starts to a film because it's so genuine. It's so in the moment and it has so much energy to it. Uh, and it was so candid and I just love that stuff. So literally that one just did it for us, but that's kind of some of the stuff we're looking for. A lot of times is like, is someone right. going to say something more than likely that's going to happen really fast or else intro that way, you know? So I would right. just encourage, look for narrative Quit listening to music. Quit quit doing all that stuff. Just listen to what everyone said, and something will pop out to you and be like, "That starts the film." And then you'll mm -hmm. you'll just be able to start easier. Way easier said than done. I'm currently today. I was like kicking myself. Like, okay, just listen to narrative. <laughs> listen to narrative. Listen to narrative. And it's right. you know it's easier said than done for sure. Yeah. No. And I I think that's that's awesome. Um, what what how how do you guys create room for uh, authentic like uh, narrative to happen, especially for like the bride and and the groom. Uh, yeah. For example, if you're in the getting ready like with the bride and the bridesmaids, like it's obviously getting to know your couple beforehand and like you know like chatting with them, meeting with right. them, and stuff like that makes it a little bit better. But what are some things that you guys are doing with the bridesmaids? For example, we not we don't necessarily get to meet face to face with bridesmaids very right. often or groomsmen like how do you guys approach that to create some uh authentic narrative yeah um just just be willing to like 
be a little awkward to an extent because sometimes I'll be, I'll be just, you know, you kind of got to gauge the room first, but then you look for the moments where it's like, these two ladies are just like, or these two guys are just chilling over here. Be like, Hey, you like, how, how are you guys feeling right now? And normally they'd be like, what? Like, it's, it's great. It, you know, it's, it's Max's wedding day today. Like something will happen, you know? Um, or Hey, got anything you want to say to, to the couple, you know? Um, and always use their names cause then they'll repeat their names, you know? Uh, so that, that usually helps. Um, but I guess it's just being willing to ask questions and not necessarily have to be sitting in a perfect interview, uh, uh, interview, you know, type of yeah. type of situation because I think we always think we got to have the perfect light we got to have the perfect quiet room but if you have a good shotgun mic you can capture spontaneous narrative all day long you just got to be willing to and not be annoying with it but like be willing to um just like find the perfect moment where maybe there's already some energy going and then it's like hey like do you do you want to do you want to say something to the couple or like any, any words you got to say, or, uh, how do you feel right now? Like, you know, cause most of the bridesmaids are emotional or sometimes they're like, mm-hmm. uh, they're like looking at the bride almost being done with makeup. And it's like, if you hear that emotion or you hear them like, Oh my gosh, like look at her turn and be like, capture that. Cause then they might look at the camera and you're like, how do you feel right now? Like how amazing does she look? And they're like, Oh my gosh. How is this? How, you know, they'll just say something. I don't know. Uh, and then yeah. to the bride and groom, like I'll ask the bride and we pre-warn them of this. Um, I'll say like in the initial phone calls, like, hey, just are you cool with um, us? You know, just spontaneously asking things like you might be walking to the first look like, hey, where are we going? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite moments in a film was uh, uh, it was Sophia and Aaron a recent film we did and she was getting on the elevator. It was the worst lighting ever. I mean, it, I knew it was, I was like, this is not ideal, but I could tell like, she was like nervous and excited. And I mm. was like, Sophia, where are we going? And she's like, we're going to go see Aaron. And she was, the way she said it was just like, ah, and then Andrea right, right. was also asking him, how do you feel right now? She's coming down. And oh, he's like, I think awesome. I'm going to cry. So now we, we, we weave those moments together and it was literally in real time. I was asking her, not knowing Andrea was asking him. And just because we do spontaneously ask things off camera, um, and you know, he had a mic on, so it was like perfect for him. I was capturing her with a shotgun mic, but, um, yeah, just being willing to think like, what's something I can ask, you know? And it might only be three times out of the whole day that you just asked a spontaneous question. Like, how long have you been married? Or how do you feel you're married? And they might just shout something to you. Um, or or where are we going? How do you feel about that? You know, as they're yeah. walking, because they're already walking and they're like, what do I, I don't know how to feel right now. This day's all about me and I'm going <laughs> to see my groom or I'm going to see my bride. And, um, you know, like they're going to, they're going to say something that's just so real, I guess, in that moment. Um, or they might yeah. not say anything at all, and that's okay. <laughs> no, I so. love that. And yeah, and I think from what I hear, from what I'm hearing from you guys, it's like just become approachable. Uh, and yeah, there be, you go. Be, exactly. Be ready to just ask like little questions. They don't have to be, 
I think we get so caught up um, with the bigger questions, like how can I get some like deep answers for this? And it's like, no, just ask the small questions. And I think you'll get some really authentic, real answers from that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you, and dude, all of this, I could, I could go on and on, like asking you guys questions on all of this. Like we could unpack so much of it. Um, but if, if you had the opportunity and this was one of our questions to go back to, um, when you guys were first starting out or to anyone who's starting out, like, what will you say to them in order to find their style? Like what, what are some things that you wish you could have done earlier in the process Mm -hmm. of becoming where you are, who you guys are now? Right. Um, I wish, let me, let me try to think of exactly how, yeah, I wish I had of done more communication ahead of the wedding and in the initial inquiry, just, um, when I was first starting out, maybe, I mean, you kind of just need to do whatever you can to shoot and get a portfolio going, but real quick, um, as quick as you can start, you know, I could have communicated with the couples more, even when we just needed to shoot anything, you know, as much content as we could and as many weddings as we could just to get a portfolio. But communication would have helped me develop the style quicker, probably, because we would have realized, oh, this these people have like this couple has a lot of energy. Like, I wonder if we could do one of those Henry Martin style edits, you know, or like something yeah. we've already seen and got inspired by. And it's like, man, I'll never be able to do that. Like, that's just mm-hmm. like so cool. But our couples don't want that. Um, and like when we first were at weddings, we were kind of just a fly on the wall. Like we thought that's what you had to do, like not really be in the way and just capture the things that are unfolding. And while that's still true um, to an extent in certain moments, but now we are just kind of like a part of the celebration and a part of the party and a part of um, what everyone's doing throughout the day so that we can just be like, yeah, like what's going on, you know, and, and not worry if the audio is perfect or anything, or even mm-hmm. if I'm hearing my voice, cause it doesn't really matter, you know? But so I guess communication ahead of time is what I wish I had done quicker. And I think we would have developed our style even quicker. I mean, everything's right. in good timing, you know, but I think we would have realized we had opportunities, uh, that we could have took advantage of, um, if we hadn't done that. So yeah, I would just do that quicker. I would have phone calls and I would have not too many. We just require two, one when you first inquire and then one uh, within like 30 days of the wedding. And we really don't talk a ton of logistics. We just really talk like video vibe and all the things we can do to create that vibe um, and how we'll go about capturing the vibe that they want. Um, And if they want a more sentimental storytelling type edit, which I love too, then we will um, dig into the narrative even deeper and dig into like, uh, you know, personal vows or letters or, and then how can we do that? That's not just the typical way or, or we'll do it the typical way that if, if there is quote unquote, a typical way to do anything, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any rules around it, you know? Right. And that is uh, the kind of language we use with a couple too, is like, there's no rules around the way you read a letter to each other. Let's, do you want to do it? Tell me how you envision it. I just had a conversation with, with a bride today, uh, that her wedding's in a couple of weeks. And we had that exact conversation. She mm-hmm. wants up tempo, but she does want that little bit of sentimental thrown in, which is a, a kind of a tricky thing to do. Um, but 
so we, we kind of talked that through and we had like an hour long conversation just about video vibe because I know what she wants and we have to really talk about it ahead of time to let her know how we, we have, you know, to the content we have to capture and the type of vibe that, that we have to capture to create that, you know? Yeah. So no, I love that. And I love seeing you guys like become inspired by people, but not necessarily copying other people. Right. At that point, you guys, you guys have created your own style. You've created your own way of storytelling. And it's right. been phenomenal to watch. Like over the last couple of years, like it's just been incredible. Um, I, I'm definitely inspired by you guys, uh, but what, what you guys are doing. Same to you, and, dude. And I think it's awesome. So, yeah, man, thank you again. Really, I appreciate you sitting here with me and taking the time to just, you know, record record this podcast, kind of pick your brain a little bit on how you guys are doing it. And I cannot wait to see everything that you guys are going to bring to the table moving forward yeah. um, from this point on. And if you guys are listening or watching, make sure you go follow uh, Adam and Andrea. They're at Square City Productions on Instagram. It's just at Square City Productions, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, follow them. They're incredible people, uh, super talented, um, and I love, love their heart uh, just to, like, help. So if you guys have any questions, like, reach out to him. Uh, they're, they're awesome, so... I think this is where we're going to wrap up the podcast. Um, man, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, dude. And if you guys are not in the in the Facebook group, go ahead and join. It's uh, Through the Lens of a Wedding Storyteller <laughs> wedding group. I am. This is so new to me. Uh, I still got to think about it. But until then, we will see you guys or, you know, talk to you guys on the next one. Bye.